1: The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, your host. In the studio with my co-host Jodie Everton from the Ocala Stirrups Programme at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Lovely to have you back, Jody. Thank you, Louise. Always a pleasure to be here with you. I love her in that color. It <laughs> makes me think because we're similar coloring, I should buy more of that. Maybe. Hot pink. I like it. <laughs> going to start off with some uh, announcements and some news, and we've got some great guests for you, and later on, Jody's going to tell us a little bit about the Ocala Stirrups Program and share some wonderful photos and videos with us from Chestnut Hills. Uh, going to start out with the Summit. The Summit is coming up in November on the 23rd at the Ocala Breeder Sales building um, absolutely wonderful group Horse Farms Forever are putting this together to um, really get across the point of the importance of Marion County and our culture here in the farm and the farms and preserving it and of course the um, the owner of Bridalwood will be there he owns more privately owned land in the United States of America than anybody else and mm-hmm. Kevin Shealy from the CEP where we are at the CEP studios will also be a speaker, balancing uh, industry and growth, and at the same time preserving our very important (laughs) $4.6 billion industry. Uh, Stirrups and Strides has got an event coming up on December the 4th, Um, pretty exciting. The Wild West Murder Mystery should be a lot of fun. They're going to hang the banker. Yes. And um, not really, (laughs) Uh, but that's part of it with a silent auction dinner buffet, $75 a person. Um, you can also be a sponsor and get tables. Stirrups and Strides, of course, is an absolutely wonderful organization that helps disabled, um, both mentally and physically, um, both adults and children and veterans. A wonderful program. Love that this is a great, fun way yeah, to support a clever, them. Yeah, and a clever way to very raise some money. Clever, yes. Yeah, I, I think that I sounds think like a lot of fun. Absolutely phenomenal. I uh, want to welcome a new sponsor mm. on board of the show. I'm actually very excited to welcome Lipchip. Uh, LLC, very, very um, fantastic, phenomenal product they have, going to be sharing some uh, videos with you and some uh, some promos, learning about this product, and the application that actually comes with this product, and the integrity uh, and transparency of this program is incredible in the horse world, especially in the horse sport world and, and the show world, mm-hmm. so real exciting, I'm excited to get my horse's lip chipped. Uh, and be able to keep up with everything on the app as well for my horses so uh, really wonderful really excited to welcome Jessica Cummings and I've been communicating back and forth Jessica well done I'm really excited about this and as this rolls out Uh, helping you to get this into the horse world and out and into all the right hands and all the different breeds and disciplines that we actually cover on this show. Yes, I think there's going to be a
2: lot of interest in that.
1: I know the Arabian world probably will jump right on board. Yeah, for sure. Um, So very, very excited uh, to welcome them. Going to switch it up to talk about Medina Spirit. Congratulations to Gail Rice, the local breeder here, uh, just up the road from me and a dear friend of mine. Um, And there is Medina Spirit with Gail Rice and I. Um, and, uh, of course, he won the Kentucky Derby this year and uh, is eligible for the Breeders' Cup from his win and his win and you're in from this past weekend at Santa Anita. We're thrilled to congratulate him on that win. A reminder about the Breeders' Cup, which, of course, is coming up very soon in November. Uh, we have got some wonderful sponsors on board so that we can cover the Ocala-Marion County connections, which are many, by the way. Thank you to Brock Sheridan, from the FTBOA from helping me with my homework that I was studying very Mm -hmm. busily. We've got like a page and a half here of Ocala Marion County connections to the Breeders' Cup that we'll be chasing around for you and interviewing and kind of finding out the background on many of these horses and Nick's Go who was trained by my friends the Demericks um, is an absolutely brilliant horse and you should be watching out for Nick's Go because um, we might see him show up and win the Classic which would be Very cool. If him and Medina Spirit were like neck and neck at the end, it would be pretty exciting stuff. So um, please be following that coverage, and thank you to our sponsors, and we'll make sure that special broadcast airs on Breeders' Cup Saturday for you so that you can kind of watch those Marion County connections as as they run in the richest weekend in horse racing. It's it's like $30 million or something in all the, the it's races. The big money. Well, and you know what's cool about it is in the Breeders' Cup juvenile races, you get to kind of eye up who might be the derby winner yes. at that point yes. because those are going to be three and sure. you get to see them progressing and yeah, thinking, oh, that might exciting. be the derby winner. That's right. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, Piranha. Got to mention Piranha. Who loves their donkey? Can you comment if you have a donkey? Do you have a donkey? If you don't have a donkey, maybe you need a donkey. I don't know. My neighbors aren't quite sure what's going on because I <laughs> got a donkey this week. And my neighbor's like, what's that noise? And I was like, "Payback for your rooster that wakes me up at 5 a.m., by the way. <laughs> but who loves their donkey and why? So share that with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can message or comment below. Uh, why you love your donkey? Maybe how old is your donkey? What do you do with your donkey? Does your donkey learn any tricks? My donkey is going to learn tricks because she's naughty <laughs> and So she sassy. needs something to do. Yeah, so she needs a job. So I'm going to teach her to pull a cart or do circus tricks or okay, lie yeah. down and roll over or something to keep her busy because right now uh-huh. she's naughty. But she's so <laughs> cute. Oh, I bet. We'll share some photos with you later. Uh, a bit of news. Uh, Olympic show jumping champions Eric Lamaze and mm-hmm. Hickstead have been inducted into Canada's Sports Hall of Fame.
2: Congratulations. Yes. They were deal.
1: actually going to be inducted last year, but it was deferred because of the mm. COVID-19 pandemic. How many things were deferred because yes. of COVID?
2: A lot of life was deferred. A lot.
1: Um, Hickstead was actually awarded the title of Best Horse mm. in the 2010 World Championships in Lexington, Kentucky. They also won Team Silver. And individual bronze medals at the 2007 Pan American Games in Rio de Janeiro, as well as several major Grand Prix titles. So, um, really me. cool, definitely a, um, a worthwhile team should definitely get that uh, mm-hmm. award. Kevin Babington, I know many of you have followed uh, Kevin for years, show jumper. Irish Showjump. I actually got to meet him, I think it hits twice, and interviewed him a couple times. Great guy. Um, Very sadly, you probably remember he was left paralyzed in 2019 uh, at the Hampton Classic, which was very sad, and they actually said that he would never walk again. He was paralyzed from the chest down. Um, But he has been so determined. Uh, Like Kevin Babington, he's always determined when he was competing and um, still very determined. An Olympic veteran and a team gold medalist uh, in the 2001 European Championships um, had suffered this terrible injury and has been courageous um, and very patient with this situation. And you can actually go online and see where they have him in this walking machine, which Mm -hmm. is It's really a a miracle to see. But apparently he is now moving all of his toes on each foot independently. That's awesome. And as of right now, has flexion in his feet, Mm. um, which is amazing. So they say we're all going to look forward to the day that he stands to deliver the Leading Rider Award at Silver Oak. So, our prayers and thoughts, yeah, absolutely go out um, to Kevin Babington and all those that have been working with him to get him to you Know the point that he can do this, but I mean, I would say, wow, that is a miracle! That's a big deal, it really yeah. is, it's huge, and, and actually, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, that's wonderful, Goose pimples, as we call them in England. Um, so for the rest of the show, uh, in the next segment, of course, we always have the, the veterinarian segment for you, and we have Dr. Adam Kayot joining us, and he's going to talk about cloning me. I wish that he would. We clone need to clone me. Clone <laughs> Do we? We do. Scary. Yes, on. we need more Louisa for sure. More <laughs> Louisa, For <yeah>. sure. <laughs> I would love to have a clone, actually. Uh, we were just talking about that That's before right. the show, weren't right. we? Um, so we're going to talk about cloning horses, advantages, disadvantages. Uh, then we're going to have a couple of segments with Ken McNabb, Ken McNabb Horsemanship. Excited to have him on. And then Jody's going to share with us the Ocala Stirrups program. And maybe we'll find some bloopers from Epic or something fun for the end and show you some donkey pictures. So stay with us on the horse talk show we'll be right back with dr adam Gaut.
0: This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. we are listening to the Horse Talk Show.
1: Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louise Vartan in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from the Ocala Stirrups Program at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Joining us by phone, we have our regular veterinarian, Dr. Adam Chaot <laughs> joining us. How are you, Dr. Chaot? I'm well. Good. Well, thank
0: you for having me.
1: Good right. well, Welcome back to the show. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about cloning. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting topic. We mentioned it a little bit last week. The first equine clone was apparently born in 2003, which I was quite surprised is actually quite a long time ago. Um, I didn't realize they were cloning them that soon. Um, but talk to us a little bit, Dr. K, about the process. First of all, Like, how do you clone a horse? And then let's go over to like the success of it.
0: Well, it's it's obviously, it's obviously I'm going to I'm going to um simple it down here a little bit. It's obviously a very complicated procedure. Um basically, so basically what happens is the DNA, the chromosomes are removed from the oocytes so of the egg of the mare and the DNA from the horse that you want cloned is then injected into the oocyte of the mare. And so you have a genetic match of that horse that you extracted the DNA from. Hmm. Now, that's that's a really simple thing. Obviously, it's very complicated, and um, but that's the gist of it. They take the DNA that's already there in the oocyte, remove that, and put the genetic genome of the horse that you want cloned back in the oocyte then they take that oocyte and they plant it in a recipient mare in the hopes that um, she uh, maintains pregnancy and then you have then you have a horse that is a clone now before everybody gets their thoughts of oh i'm gonna clone secretariat or i'm gonna clone you know pioneer the nile or whoever that's not that's not the case generally because horses that are that are amazing performers. There's so many external factors that you know um, come into their development that cloning is basically and should be basically used to preserve genetic makeup. So, if you have a horse that is a particularly special horse that you think that you like their attitude, that sort of thing, and for whatever reason maybe they are um, infertile or they can't carry a foal or they they can't uh, you know you, they can't pass their genetic material for whatever reason, that would be a horse that you may consider doing that for. It's really not to be used for performance, you know. Um, the other thing that's interesting is, you know, breed registries do not register cloned animals. Mm. So, American Quarter Horse Association, if you have a cloned horse, you can't register that horse. Jockey Club, of course, you can't register the horse in the jockey club. Mm. You can use cloned horses in, um, you know, hunter-jumper competitions, uh, you know, uh... uh, uh, uh you know, reigning horse competitions and that sort of thing, but those horses just can't be registered with their particular breed. Wow, so I
1: wonder on. if that'll ever change. It'll be interesting. Well, film.
0: I don't know. I don't know if that'll change or not. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Um, the, uh, the 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 um, you know, it's I the the AEP put out. There was an article put out. In 2006, um, the cost of cloning—you mm-hmm. um, better really like your horse. Yeah. Uh, 150 <laughs> to 350 thousand yeah. dollars.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Especially for a horse so. you can't register and yeah. you can't and yeah, you can't exactly. race and you exactly. can't yeah. and, and The other,
0: the other, the other interesting point is is what if that horse that you clone is a dud? Okay, yeah, so so then then you then you spend that money, that horse is a dud, not only is it you, you spend that money, but it lessens the genetic value of the horse that it was yeah, taken from.
2: That's true.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, interesting um, point. it mm-hmm. it gets uh yeah, it it gets uh um mm-hmm. you know, that's why I think the breed registries are gonna be real careful with that because Like I said before, just because you clone Secretariat doesn't mean you're going to have a triple crown runner.
1: No, that's true. And,
0: um, you know, just because there's so many external factors that come into play. Does that horse get injured? What, you know, uh, what happens in utero? You know, I mean, how many endless things that could, uh, you know, affect this horse over time, so.
1: So true, um, so true. Now, what yeah. about like abnormalities? Have there been many cases of abnormalities in cloned horses, or has that not really been an issue? Actually,
0: well, okay, so no, it's not really an issue. the The horses that that have been cloned, it's actually been pretty successful. Meaning that those horses that have um um have been cloned actually have ha- have shown to have less problems on average hmm. than horses that um. You know, are 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 conceived naturally and, and come about that way. I mean, fold. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> the danger that you run there is obviously if you're using the same genetic material, then you have a more likely um, chance of of bad things coming out of that genetic expression. That um, because you don't have the hybrid vigor or the or the gene mixing, mm-hmm. so. Um, it's not not necessarily inbreeding, but you have more of a chance of um, recessive genes being expressed. Um, mm. expressed. I
1: hadn't thought <laughs> Very interesting.
0: So, you know, um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, certainly, everybody. Well, maybe not everybody, but I certainly remember Dolly, the the first sheep that was cloned. Yeah, and she yeah. was the first one that was That's cloned. Right. And, and uh, it might have been done in the UK. I if think I, it
1: was. I think so. I <laughs>
0: if think I'm I not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it, it would be, it would be interesting to see how it would affect like production animals. You know, like mm-hmm. animals that are used for food and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and how you know you might be able to get a a, a growthier cow or you know a a a. a, a, a uh steer that produces more beef or whatever. You know, that would be kinda interesting to see how that would come out. But obviously, um at one hundred fifty thousand three hundred fifty, uh, your steaks yeah. are gonna be really expensive. Yeah, so.
1: that's gonna be some <laughs> expensive steak. You're quite right. <laughs> Might be out of yeah. our budget there, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah certainly. Um, so. so have you actually come across many cloned horses in your in your nope. career?
0: Not that I have, uh, not that I have any knowledge of. I don't think I've I've seen. Uh, I don't think I've seen one condors. No. Honestly. No. Well,
2: and this no. article talks a lot about them at universities. Texas yeah. A&M. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's kind, kind of a. It.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of a you know, a, um, you know, laboratory kind of thing. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder if so. it would be. It would be very interesting to see how similar in personality. A horse is when it's cloned, like when it's grown, you know, is it really like the horse that it came from? You know, how much? Yeah, it's is? It is
0: one of the you things that they mature. talk about that yeah. actually is is more, um, you know, uh, in the in the genetic makeup is their their kind of mentality, their attitude, mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. tends to be something that. Um, is past more in a, in a clone mm-hmm. as opposed to performance? Interesting. Very you know, so. yeah, interesting. So.
1: Doctor K-O, thank you so much. We're at the end of this segment. I still wish you could clone awesome. me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need. You <laughs> probably <laughs> like that because then you get have two of you doing more that's stuff. Right. Uh, See, that's, no, that, that's, that's exactly
2: why. It, it would why. lighten your load, you
0: know. know. you have your, your stand in. Get her a, a day
2: off, off here.
1: There. That's what I'm thinking. Doctor <laughs> K-O, have a great week. Thanks for being <laughs> with us on the show. Thank you. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Ken McNabb. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville.
2: <laughs> Horses. <laughs> piranha
1: oh, no, all oh, the humanity. Oh, piranha.
0: Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike we're
1: listening to the horse talk show one <laughs> i really can't oh come on i'm sorry we're gonna I'm be trying. here all night <laughs> okay i'm gonna be serious <clears throat> welcome back to the third segment of the horse talk show presented by peterson and smith equine hospital and complete care thank you to larson farms our broadcast sponsor idaho's finest alfalfa we are in the cep equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer, and with me I have my friend Jody Everton, who is one of the trainers and coaches at the Ocala Stirrups program at Chestnut Hill Arabians. (laughs) A beautiful, wonderful farm, great facility, very professional. Let's talk a little bit about being a school teacher and how that kind of really works well with, with transitioning to being an instructor in a writing program. You were a teacher for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about maybe you weren't that organized. I was not organized. <laughs> I,
2: I had really that. good co-teachers around me that were very organized and they just indulged me. You know, I would do silly things. you I enthusiastic. I did. I would, I, lo- I, I would love to teach love social studies. So I did a lot of dressing up and just all kinds of crazy things. Dressing up. We need anything to do that you parallel, can do. By the
1: way, what should I be?
2: Oh, yeah, send me. Put your comments down below. <laughs> yes.
1: What should like Louisa to dress up as? It should be something from the same.
2: Okay. All right, we'll work on that. Yeah. We'll take suggestions though. Yeah. We will take
1: suggestions. <laughs> school teacher. Yeah,
2: we can do that. Yeah, you can yeah. be a school teacher. Yeah, I can just open the oh. closet. I won't have to go buy anything.
1: You be a school teacher and I'll be a naughty student. Oh boy. Oh, well, there you go. I've That's enough. costume already. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my goodness
2: all right so back to being a school teacher (laughs) So I think one of the things that when you're a teacher, you realize, and this is something I think sometimes as horse trainers we forget, is when you work with a group of teachers at a school, you're not competitive with them. Everybody's just trying to support each other. So we spent a lot of time um, in each other's classrooms and planning together, which was very helpful. And that kind of feels like what we're doing at Chestnut Hill Arabians as well, where you have a group of like-minded people that are there just to support each other and try to... um, You know, get the best out of each other. So when you're not stressing and worrying about things, that's what I feel like when you can do your best work, you know. And fortunately at the farm, um, for me anyway, other people have more stressful jobs there than I do. But my job is really is the teaching. So I have a lot of opportunities to get to know the people, um, find out what their fears are, maybe what's holding them back, you know, from getting into riding again and getting to know the horses and finding the right Horse and rider combination, because you know, really building that confidence in a rider takes a very long time, and and it's easy to demolish it. You know, one uh, rough lesson, and it's just very easy to demolish that I've confidence that gets
1: built up. When I was yeah. when I was learning to ride, I had some very harsh riding instructors, mm-hmm. and honestly, had I not loved four leggeds, had I not loved horses so much and been so determined, mm-hmm. honestly, it would have put me off. Because yeah, because I had some that were. They were tough. Yeah. They were I, hard
2: I, on you. I even feel like in my own riding career, there was in my own teaching career there have been times when I was just too too focused on my personal goals and not focused enough on the writers' goals. So I try very, you know, I'm a little older now, a little wiser, hopefully. So I try really hard to do that. I try a little bit more to really listen to what they're telling me, not me just picking out the things that I want to hear. I think that's important as a teacher. And I also, as a teacher, I try to put myself in situations that I'm uncomfortable in. You know, I try and make myself do new things to remember how that feels because I... I tell you, we had an older couple out um, just the other day that are very new to the horses. And, you know, they were kind of apologizing for what they didn't know and thanking me for being so patient. And I said, you know, you are way out of your wheelhouse right now. And I think that takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage. So you're going to get a lot of patience from me just just on coming, you know? And I think that's a hard thing to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love that. And I think your empathy, understanding, and being able to relate to people makes such a huge difference yeah. to newcomers so i think that's really really important yeah um and i love the ocala stirrups program so thank you i'm real happy to you here in our community thank sure. you
2: we're really i'm really having a great time and it's just such a blessing to be with somebody who we've, you know joe and i've been friends for a very long time um so we have that you know just love and respect to kind of um build something with so it's been going very well we've been great. really excited yeah
1: <laughs> Thank you. Go tell us a little bit, Jody, about Ocala stirrups and a little bit about what you do. I have seen and had the pleasure of seeing some of your young folks Mm -hmm. out there riding when I've been out visiting. Yeah, we doing a lot of riding, I can tell you that. I know it, right? So you must start early.
2: Yeah, we do. We do. We start with the training horses. That's kind of the beginning of the day. Usually I start lessons like around 11. And um, really, Joe and I um, have had just a very long Uh, very close friendship for about 20 years and when we started talking about doing a program down here, I wasn't really convinced that Ocala really had a place for another riding instructor because, you know, you're the horse capital, figured this was a very well-established place for horse trainers, but there really is fewer programs than you might think for beginners or for just casual riders and what we're finding um, through Ocala Stirrups, which has really become kind of an outreach um, we're finding a lot of people, adults who were riders at one point, and then stopped and really hadn't found a place they were comfortable with. And then a lot of brand new people who were finding us you know, through Facebook. And we started a Groupon campaign, which has been very successful.
1: Groupon's great. Groupon
2: is great because it opens the way. doors yes, yes, for a lot of people, people who like, might not give it yeah, a try. You I can know? save a bit of money.
1: I can book it through exactly. here. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like anything else. You know, it can be kind of an intimidating process. And so we get a lot of people, especially the adults, they're a little nervous and they want to explain to me, you know, the horse background they have. They want to talk about what they want to do. And then through the course of riding, um, sometimes their goals change. Um, they do definitely develop a lot of confidence. And I feel like if I were to pick one thing, I, I think I'm very good at creating a confident writer, one that is, can handle a lot of different situations. Um, I try to be very creative in our arena lessons. We try to do a little bit out of the arena. That's some shots of Colby and Farrell. These are my cousins. <laughs> right when I first got to uh, uh, came to Ocala, my cousins from Sarasota came to visit. Um, so that's them there at the farm, and, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a very professional farm. It's a very friendly place to come, so I feel like there, that is a big It need. is friendly. Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it's is. just a you happy place feel. to be. Yeah. You know, the horses are happy. The people are happy to be there, and everybody feels good. I love this picture with the little girl peeking under that mare's neck. I just thought that was so cute, her and her brother. <laughs> that's so there.
1: sweet. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that's so amazing um, is the fact that the horses are all so... Amenial, so friendly and so um you know, they they make people not feel intimidated. I agree. They do their little chitter chatter that we That's talk k- about, the Arabians and their little chitter chatter, you know, and they, they're friendly when you go to the stall yep. and they they're happy to see you and I think that makes it much less intimidating for little kids, especially I do too. And for like you mentioned, so a lot of older women um who stopped riding, they had their kids, then they're coming back to riding, and they're a little bit intimidated because they haven't been around horses, maybe they're empty nesters. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids have gone on to college and they're like, you know, I really want my horse riding... Fun back, yes, yes. Uh, but they don't know where to begin. They know so much has changed. There's all these new things, and right. new ideas, and new ways of training, and and they feel a little lost.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think you're right. I mean, they're concerned, of course, about their safety. Mm-hmm. You know, when we grow up, we realize we don't bounce as well as we do when we're children, mm-hmm. and so that fear can keep you from coming back to it. You know, mm-hmm. but um, we've got a variety of very well trained horses, and and the other thing is. It's a very controlled environment. You know, I can do, I do a lot on the lunge line. We do, we're doing all private lessons right now. Um, so you really develop a great relationship with the people. And then the people get very comfortable with horses. And that's what you need. They need to be comfortable on the ground with them. So we do a lot of groundwork. Um, a lot of, you know, I had a lady that's been riding for a very long time. She's a Western rider. She really wants to learn English. I've had her on a lunge line without her reins and without her stirrups. So it's a lot of kind of reteaching. Going back, there's Dr. Phillip. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The chiropractor from um, is. is it synchrony? Uh, synchrony, yeah, synchrony. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So look at him working. He's working on his little without stirrups. I know, and you know, he's really not been riding a very long time. He's just really done a great, great job. And he, now this is a perfect example. This is somebody who just really wants to be to understand about how the horse works, be in the horse industry. Hold that
1: thought. Yes,
2: we're we gotta back. go
1: to break halfway through the show here. We're going to try and get Ken McNabb back for you, yep. but if we can't, I've got more questions for Jody anyway. So All right, good. stay with us. We'll be right back on the horse talk show. We will. Or maybe we'll just stay <laughs> It's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe. And it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at PulseCenterFL.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free... The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor.
2: Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking
0: horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm back in the saddle yeah. you're switched on you're a bit of all right yes yeah baby Mm -hmm.
1: welcome back to the second half of the horse talk show presented by palm chevrolet your hometown chevy experience thank you to larson farms our broadcast sponsor idaho's finest alfalfa i'm louisa barton in the studio with my co-host jody everton from the Ocala Stirrups program at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Jody, second half of the show. We're gonna give Ken McNabb horsemanship another shot. We did actually test this a couple of hours before the show uh, and uh, it was working and the link was good and the Wi-Fi was good. So we're gonna try and get him again. And uh, no, no hope of getting Ken McNabb.
2: Ken, we're trying.
1: So let's, let's talk about him behind his back. Let's do that. We've got a few videos, okay. and then we'll come back to Jody in the next segment and talk some more about their program at Chestnut Hills. Um, we're going to share some footage that we have from Ken McNabb. He's actually a Piranha Indoor sea, oh, um, which is great. Piranha shares a lot of his, um, his information uh, on social media, and we've got some videos and training videos and riding videos um, from Ken. But one of the things, of course, that... Um, I was. I found fascinating. Was he actually started training horses for people before he was even fifteen, yeah. which I thought was really cool. He began training neighbors uh, neighbors' horses. That's kind of how he got his start, and then he actually apprenticed himself to Colorado Master John Lyons at that young age. And I so bet that was
2: very exciting. Can you
1: imagine that experience? Yeah. I mean, yeah. John. When I, Lyons. Was,
2: when I was like eighteen, I my friend. I dragged a friend of mine to a John Lyons clinic, and it was really. It really opened my mind to a lot of things.
1: It's really amazing. Yeah, he he, to me is really
2: the original. He is kind of on the road horseman. Yeah, he really
1: is. And and him and you know another guy I've always really liked is Chris Cox. There's another Mm -hmm. guy I've always followed and really liked and enjoyed. Um, But anyway, he spent countless hours in the saddle at horsemanships, horsemanship clinics, and um, teaching participants in regional expos, and really got a young, young start. And now appears weekly on the RFD satellite uh, channel with his show, Discovering the Horseman Within, which yeah, I great. like that. That's, a, I think, a great name for a show. Yep. And um, it, soo-
2: it sounds like he is a teacher. Somebody who wants to encourage this and other people. So he, wonderful. he really is. And we need more of
1: that. I, yeah, I agree. And I see a lot of his, his methods. He's, he's very gentle. And that release, mm-hmm. you know, that release he gives the horse when the horse does the right thing. Um, and the, the photos, if you're, if you're listening on the radio, you can actually find us on Facebook at The Horse Talk Show, and you, you can enjoy some of these photos and videos. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, isn't that beautiful yeah. that we have of Ken McNabb, and um, clearly uh, loves working with these horses. Mm-hmm. He's actually been in prominent horse-starting competitions like the 2008 Road to the Horse, wins at the 2007 Colt Starting Challenge at the main event in Washington, and 2008 Trainers Challenge Colt Starting Competition in BC, Canada. In March, Ken made a second appearance in the prestigious Road to the Horse event in Tennessee and scheduled again. Um, and actually, uh, if you don't know Ken already, oh my God, the scenery there. I'm like, oh, I want to go beautiful. riding. Yeah. um yeah. You can Jeez. actually learn more about him at Ken and kenmcnab.com and and you can actually learn all about some of what the things he does. But this right here, look at bringing say. this horse down that. Talk about sure-footed. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Ken, more power to you. I know. That is I'm a sure-footed that. Yeah. horse. That makes me think of the mules that yes. you know, go down the Grand Canyon and how yes. sure-footed they are. Look how sure-footed well, this that horse is. Well, that requires a lot of trust in that animal. I know, right? A lot of good riding there. Yeah. Um, but a couple of points that actually Piranha shared on social media, um, ways to communicate with your horse. And one of the things is the most important way to communicate with your horse is actually think about the scenario from his viewpoint. So how many people actually think about the scenario from your horse's Mm -hmm. viewpoint? Do you ever think how does the horse feel about things, look at things, experience things? And actually if you're if you're watching this on Equus television or on Facebook you can see um, Ken riding between these these tires here uh, with this horse and also uh, working some cattle Mm -hmm. uh, there and you know the first time a horse sees a cow is Kind of an interesting experience, uh, yes. you know. Some don't like them.
2: Correct. Uh,
1: some really don't like pigs, by the way. <laughs> do you see wild pigs on the trail? That's, um, yeah, that's quite something. Uh, number two is ask yourself, what does my horse get out of this? What's in it for him? Why should he perform? The answer to that question is release. Which I was working with the donkey the other night, and that was what I was working with, was like, okay, when you do right, release. <laughs> The third thing to focus on is finding the release. Look for the release. Don't look for a way to correct your horse. Look for a way to tell him how good he's doing. Mm -hmm. So how do you reward him? How do you let him know that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing? Persistent. Persistency plus consistency equals productivity. And how true is that? Mm -hmm. For sure. Because if you're not consistent and persistent with your horse, you're not going to get those results.
2: No, it takes um, a lot of time.
1: It does. It's very. It can be very time-consuming, and that probably applies to the donkey, too, right? Yes. yes. I'm going to have to be consistent <laughs> with the mini yes. donkey. Be consistent. If the answer to the question keeps changing, the horse can never mm-hmm. get it right. Be willing to wait. Don't stop and start over. Be willing to wait. So stopping and starting over is... Yes. So um, all great points there. We got those off, uh, actually, off the... Um, information on social media that Piranha shared. That's how I knew it was a Piranha in Dorsey. And if we could have got him on the line, I was going to ask him how Piranha affects his program. How does Piranha affect your program? Oh, Keeps we love our away, Piranha. Right? Yes,
2: it sure does. Because I'll tell you, that is something they are really irritated by. I was just giving a lesson today and the horse was going around doinking her head all over the place. I mean, put a little spray in her head and she was just and good it to was, go. Yeah, yeah it, just settles them
1: right down. And you know, if you're having, if you do have a problem horse or a horse, a young horse that you're starting, You kind of want to get rid of all the things that could be a problem. The excuses, yes. Exactly, exactly. you want to take those out. For sure. So having good fly spray in Florida very important yeah but yeah, you, you just don't want them annoyed no
2: no you want them focused and you want them settled
1: that's very you distracting don't want them fired up yeah I think about flies. you when you're at an event and it comes evening oh, and the mosquitoes on the bugs yeah, I can't start think. and you're I like listen no 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 I, I and I certainly
2: don't want to do the right thing I just yeah. want to be annoyed
1: yes you want to be annoyed <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't focus very well so um, <laughs> so all really good yeah. points there and um, and it was that was the reason actually we invited him to be on the show because yeah. I saw that he was involved um, in that and they do a number of things they have the diamond McNabb. Um, partnership where they actually uh, joined together with another family um, and after their second horse clinic together they went into the Beartooth Mountains for a week of high country packing, wow. fishing and horse training tips. I'm like, I'm in. Oh, I think people would really be excited about that. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So um, so they've really come a long way and That's of course there's, there's online horsemanship training videos that you can get from um, the me- and you can do join their private Facebook group. They have weekly training Zoom calls. Um, and they have online training to help you support your horsemanship needs. So all good stuff um, to know. And, and, Ken, I wish we could have got you on the show. Sorry, but Ken. Yeah, maybe we can get you to Ocala and, um, and get you in here in the studio and... Technology is uh, always a fun thing. Yeah.
2: If you've never done anything like, this, anything like this before, this is probably the person you should check out because I don't think there's a person in the world that can't learn something from this mentality. I know. I yeah. agree. And I think just changing your thought process when you can is a good one. I think it's very
1: important. And, you know, one of the things that I, I think is if you lined up 10 really good horsemanship trainers, You could actually learn something. For sure. Even if they have slightly differing outlooks and views, you could probably take a little bit from each one of those 10 people and apply it and learn something. And, you know, you're not necessarily going to agree with everything everybody says. You might be, "Mm, you know, I, I don't want to do things that way. That's okay, but you can still learn a lot from people yeah. who've been in the horse world for a long time. For sure. For we just sure. got the one minute, so. Um, unfortunately, thick. we didn't bring you Ken McNabb tonight, but we'd certainly like to give it a try in the future. Um, and we're gonna come right back. And I've got some questions for Jody about horsemanship at Chestnut Hills, and lessons, and matching horses with people. Think about that during the break. And we'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance.
0: This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy. Find new roads.
1: Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30% causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media, and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey
0: Mike Smith. We're listening
1: to The Horse Talk Show. Back on The Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, your host, and in the studio with me, I have my co-host Jody Everton from the Ocala Stirrups Program at Chestnut Hill Arabians. And by the way, Chestnut Hill Arabians is beautiful. It's convenient. It's right off Highway 200 in the um, Ocala Horse Complex. Mm -hmm. Actually not far from Mark Cassie's farm. That's right. Uh, Beautiful, and Michelle Hemingway I think trains out there too. I think
2: you're right, yeah.
1: Uh, A lovely, lovely facility. Beautiful, easy to get to, easy to access, and extremely welcoming to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been talking to you a little bit about the program uh, that they do there and and welcomes all age groups. Is there a young, is there a too young age? You
2: know, as far as taking lessons, really six is probably the youngest. But we've had younger than that, certainly, that we just put on. And we've got some little sisters and little brothers that like to ride after lessons. Mm -hmm. So in their mind, they're taking a lesson. Really, they're taking two laps around. Two laps around, yeah. I just think when they're little, the sooner you get them on the horse, the better. Exactly. And the more they do it, the better. Yeah. And I like them in the barn. Mm -hmm. You know, the more they're in the barn, I think uh, it's good for them.
1: And one of the things that really impressed me when I came to... to to the farm, was you telling me kind of like how you go through the whole routine with Mm -hmm. somebody from the care and the tacking and the riding and then the the care? Share with me kind of the process of what somebody does when they come there for a
2: lesson. Well, my parents, my dad was a horse trainer and I think my parents were very concerned. They had seen some of their friends Um, and their children and you know it's very easy to become a very entitled horse brat and I think they were very concerned that that's how we could potentially go if they didn't watch and you know they really wanted us to learn all of it and and we also found that we loved all of it I mean we love the riding and we love the showing but my I have two sisters and it was very important to them that we were all very supportive of whose ever turn it was to show so whosever turn it was, you were all dressed up and you didn't really have to do much. And the other sisters did the rest. So nice. I kinda liked that, yeah. you know. And and They were also very good at really instilling a lot of pride in us on, you know, how well the horse was turned out. Boy, you really spent a lot of time cleaning your tack. Boy, your tack looks great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we got a lot of accolades for those things. So because that is how we learned, and it's also how Joe learned, you know, he had to do all that stuff himself, it's very important to us that we develop that kind of a rider, you know, not one that just shows up, sits on the horse and leaves. Right. One that really develops a relationship with them. And when you have young children and adults who are feeling some nerves, when you can get comfortable on the ground with them, it is easier to make that connection, I think, than when you start
1: sitting on That's them. That's true. Now with a new, let's say I'm in a totally new rider, mm-hmm. and I'm coming out to you to have my first lesson, have you already evaluated me and decided which horse you're gonna put me on over the phone? Or are you going to decide when I arrive and you kind of see how much experience I've had? Yeah,
2: I generally have an idea in my mind as soon as I talk to you on the phone. Um, because we have a couple of different lesson horses we use. And, and the one, uh, the starter mare, she's just very tolerant very patient she's very good with errors she just kind of gets right on with it and then some of them are they're still good horses but they're not that good with beginners um you're watching we're watching colby on the video now and colby's obviously a very experienced rider you can just see with the way she sits up there and that's pharaoh who you know he's our he's our poster boy chestnut yeah. arabians and yeah he's a beautiful horse and she's a great example you know she's spent um most of her life learning to ride and learning about horsemanship and competing, um, and then had a stretch where she was not riding um, and, and has come back to it. But she, even though she has spent all this time learning to ride, she still spends a lot of time just coming and riding on her own, coming and riding in lessons, really coming and watching. Socials. I know, isn't that nice? I just like seeing these out-of-the-ring shots, you know, that we try to try. – we, we, there is a lot of structured work, but then there's also some – You know, just relaxing and enjoying them, which I think is an important part of it.
1: I think so, too, because quite often you get riders and horses that get what I call arena bound. For sure. And I've actually taken some some girls out on a trail ride who had never gone on one, but they were very experienced show riders. Yes. But they were terrified on the trail, and And, so were their horses. I was like, what's going on? These people are top riders. So seeing you kind of just let them... Pack out and Yeah, well, and, you know, I can get caught
2: in that, too, where all I'm thinking about is horse show, horse show, horse show, but that's not the motivation of everybody that comes through the door. See, in my mind, I'm looking at them... What would they need to do to go win at the horse show, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> right, right. But I think taking some time, um, yeah, to hack and just be out enjoy on the horse. Yes. And just, enjoy
1: the horse. Yep. Because your horses are so, you and Joe, I mean, your farm, they're so personable. They really
2: are. To it's not a
1: nice have group. a bond relationship and enjoy to just be always focused on, you know, how do we win at the show? <laughs>
2: yeah, and, you know, and I think that also, that is also the appreciation of the horsemanship, not just the riding. You know, it really is the whole thing. And, you know, really encouraging people to spend time reading about horses, watching videos, you know. Watching the I send, show. Yeah, I send, watching our
1: show. As watching our right. show and learning. <laughs> but I send Best Equine 101 <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> for sure, for sure.
2: But I send a lot of YouTube clips. You know, I video the riders a lot and send them their videos. And they like watching that. And they like seeing the progress. And, yeah, it's just important to us that the horse culture is preserved you know i i don't know that i would do very well with somebody who just was focused on the horse show although i love to compete and i love the horse show it's such a bigger um experience than that and and really developing that relationship with that horse is very important in your success in the horse show and it just makes you appreciate it so much more when it happens makes you want to reflect when it doesn't happen what can we do to make this happen next time so i think all those things are important and the other thing is i really just developing a partnership with the different horses that you meet you know they're not disposable to us we don't just use them up and toss you them. Can you can tell
1: know? that yeah no and that's the other I thing. love the way you love your horses yeah
2: and that's the other great thing about having a lesson program in the training barn is because we will get to a point where some of these show horses are not competing at the highest levels anymore and they need a different job and then we'll move them into the lesson programs yeah. so that's the plan that's yeah.
1: perfect yeah absolutely yeah. perfect now What percentage would you say, and you may not know this number off the top of your head, but and if not, we can revisit it, but what percentage would you say end up either interested in competing or competing?
2: Yeah, I'd say about half about half the people yeah Yeah. and one of the things we're going to be doing is um, we're working on a bunch of leases where we've got horses that are available for lease for people um, because horse ownership is a big commitment so the beauty of the lease is it's a uh, confined to a specific amount of time so maybe you'd lease for three or four months and it would be a situation where you could come and ride on your own a little bit you'd have this horse to take lessons on you'd have something to show and then I can also use it in the lesson program so that works out really well and another asset to the program in addition to Joe we have Stephanie Simonson who's also a wonderful horse trainer who's done a lot to school those lesson horses because when we first got them they were not riding like that <laughs> so she's done a lot to teach them and has trained them in a way that young children are able to ride them. That older women are able to ride them. And I think that's a big deal. I really you think know that says a lot about her I'll tell
1: you well. what, it does. And what you know one of the things that amazes me about your program is the fact that you, are, you do put beginners up on these horses. Yeah. Young children and older ladies. But you also compete and win on these yeah. horses. And that yeah. blows my mind when yeah. I'm there. I'm always like, wow, that's that horse I just saw with his tail in the yeah. air and yeah. head up and all this. And then he's... Yeah, and that, yeah. Well, and I also,
2: you know, when I'm meeting a horse, it, it, it doesn't matter what other people have told me about it. I need to experience that mm-hmm. horse before I'm comfortable putting riders on him. And and I have said to plenty. I said to a lady today who rode in a new horse. We you know we talked a lot about her, and I said, you know, I think you'll get along very well with this horse, and here's why. Here's some of the problems we've been having. You know, so I'm very upfront about it. We don't keep that to ourselves. We share all that information so that when some of these things come up, we can kind of address them, and for people to understand that. You know, horses, are like us, they're going to have good days. They're going to have days when they struggle. Um, and to not take that personally, you know, that yeah. every day is a new day. And we yeah. come back and good we try it again and tomorrow. good days,
1: bad days. And, and, that's right. and overall. But I'll tell you, my days right. at Chestnut Hill Arabians have been absolutely incredible. Mine too. You can find out more information yeah. at chestnuthillarabians.com. That's right. I think that's the website. I think that's pretty easy to remember. Chestnuthillarabians.com. And you yeah. can find out about the Ocala Stirrups Program. It doesn't matter your age, young, old, older. Doesn't matter what level you're at, they're happy to welcome you there, part of our community and really show you how incredible the horse world is and especially those beautiful Arabians. We'll be back in just a minute with the last segment of the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance
0: With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the Chiplink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show.
1: Welcome back to the last segment on the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa in the CEP studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world. Shout out to the Chamber. Um, We love having our equine studios here and being able to share with you so so much that's going on in the horse world. Jody Everton, my co-host from the Ocala Stirrups program, Chestnut Mm -hmm. Hill Arabians. We've been talking a little bit about their program, sharing with you some of the experiences that you can have there right from a very, very beginner. Even if you've never been around horses, Mm -hmm. they'd love to help you get started. Uh, A quick mention again for the summit, Horse Farms Forever has their summit on November 23rd at Ocala Breeder Sales. Uh, That of course is super important because preserving the farmland in Marion County is just really key. It is part of our culture. It is a huge industry, probably close to $3 billion uh, a year for us here. And that's a very, very important event. A couple of really good speakers, Mr. Malone, owner of Bridalwood, and Kevin Sheely, the CEO here at the CEP, will be sharing with you preservation of the farmlands, plus balancing industry jobs and growth with that. Keeping that farmland barrier there, that preservation area, is so important.
2: And you know, for $15, you can watch this online. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make it for the full event, you know, you yeah. can certainly turn it on. Absolutely.
1: Or if you have, you know, COVID concerns, going sure. to group sure. events. Sure. I mean,
2: $15, you can just yeah. enjoy all the advantages of hearing all those Good speakers. Good point. Yeah. This is why
1: I love having this you as my you You're so <laughs> spot on all the time. Uh, a mention for the poker ride. We have ride for the cure. It is an annual event. It is the 2021 Alzheimer's fundraiser. Um, It is coming right up. So October 9th at the Shangri-La Trailhead. So it's a Saturday, right? Yep. 12788 Southwest 69th Court, Ocala, and that is a poker ride. Um, I can't say that with my British accent. (laughs) Uh, Barbecue lunch, (laughs) raffle, and silent auction. Camping is available Friday and Saturday nights. Campsites do need to be reserved in advance. Uh you can call Marilee 561-723-3615 if you have questions. And the registration begins Saturday morning at 8.30 and it is a $30 fee. And that money goes to this really good cause, which is the Alzheimer's fundraiser. So um, if you can join in, I think it'll be great fun. Mm-hmm. It usually is. Uh, I'm not quite back riding yet since I broke my neck, so I can't unfortunately do it this time. But I think it'll be um, a lot of fun.
2: Great weather for it, for sure. Great
1: weather. We're back to having our wonderful weather again, mm-hmm. aren't we? Yep. Um, i got to share my donkey with you, so earlier on oh, that's, uh, that's in the in the first segment, uh, we actually had uh, a mention from Piranha there in the template of, do you have a donkey? And do you love your donkey and why? And is your donkey naughty like my donkey? Uh, you can comment below if you have a donkey. Um, mine makes some very interesting noises. Um, this is her when she was a little bit littler than she is now. Aww, that's um, this cute. is a few months back, but um, her name is Mary. I think Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Yes, yeah. look at um, those ears. Her ears. Same length as her face. Oh my gosh, she's Uh, cute. They're, they're, um, yeah, they're big. Uh, She's, (laughs) she's, uh, she's quite something. Uh, This is her now. This is. she's um, grown up a lot. Yeah, she has. She's, um, she's quite something. She's, um, she's cute and fun and funny. She got to meet the Mustangs through the fence, um, which was interesting. And, of course, Flynn was trying to be her friend because Flynn wants to be friends with everyone. Look at her eyes. Oh, she's cute. Her eyes are beautiful. Um, She's really quite something. So, anyway, if anybody wants to come and help me donkey train... I've never trained a donkey. I'm hoping it's like training a horse. I don't Um, think it is. No, I don't think so either. She's got kind of like a mind of her own. Yeah. Um, So there's one of the mustangs. There's one of the mustangs coming up to talk to her. We have her in the round pen right now because we're like not wanting, obviously, anyone to get hurt. Oh, yeah. And I think it might be the Mustangs that take a whooping from this girl. Oh, yeah. The little she's ones got, always tough. She's got quite a back end on her when she boots out. Oh, my uh, gosh. But, yeah, she's... Um, she, I got her from my friend, Kimberly, who uh, just really didn't have a lot of time to work with her and and, and really wanted somebody to... To kind of give her a little bit of uh time and training and so we're gonna start working on that. So if you've got any donkey tips for me, uh, I've comments, never tried <laughs> yeah, please message me or comment because comment or message me because oh, oh that's her with mom and dad. Oh my goodness. That's her when she was little and that's Mom was a mini and dad was a regular. Oh my gosh. Um, which is why she's kinda of little so yeah. she's got that mini in there. But look at that face it oh it. Can you believe gosh. it? Um, yeah, if you're on the radio, I know you're wondering, well, what on earth? you got to go to Facebook or Equus Television and you can check out Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. So, yeah, I definitely need some, <laughs> some, some tips there on that. Um, so, And to the Breeders' Cup. So I mentioned in the, um, in the first segment that Brock Sheridan, who is a great uh, support to, to the show and to, to the CEP, helps to keep me kind of in the know. And I've been studying up a little bit, trying to find those Ocala-Marion County connections. Thank you to the Equus Inn, the CEP, Seminole Feed, Showcase Properties, Equus Television, and our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, uh, supporting us so that we can interview all of the people with these connections. And we've got a lot to interview. So just to talk about the Florida breads alone, we've got Medina Spirit, of course, Gail Rice um, delivered. Uh, Medina Spirit, we've got Frenzy Fire, Cz Rocket, Golden Pal, Extravagant Kid, Collusion Illusion, yeah. and Papa Cap. I like that. Papa I like Cap. that. That's yeah. a good name. Catchy. Yes, those seven are actual Florida breads That tentatively, at least. Now, of course, these things could change over the course of the next few weeks um, due to illness, mm-hmm. um, injury. You know, those things that that do happen. But so far. Um, Those are the horses that are actually Florida breds and then trained by Mark Cassie. Grafton Street coinage and got stormy. Yes, two in the juvenile turf and one in the mile. Um, so, Mark Cassie, of course, is our Ocala trainer. We yep. love He's his, been here for 15 His farm's
2: right around the corner you from Chester Stout. Stout. And actually, yes. these Beautiful. three horses
1: will have trained right yes. there on
2: that track. Yeah, every time I see something on the track, I always kind of look like, at them I think, boy, I wonder if that's the next I big one. I wonder if
1: that's the next Derby yeah. winner, right? You know yeah. I know. I know, it could be. It's exciting. Uh, and then there is a whole other like, page and a half here oh of connections, gosh. OBS grads. Um, there's there's a bunch. Awesome. Uh, one of the horses that we're really keeping our eyes on very closely is Nixco. I mentioned Nixco before. Um, the Demerics actually trained um, Nixco. In, initial training was done here in O'Calamarian County. So that's one that's kind of popular right there in the polls right now for the Breeders' Cup. So we're definitely going to be keeping our eyes on that one. And I spoke to Nick today and Corniche... Who was actually the OBS March sale topper mm. this year? 1.5 million. This horse sold for, and he said, "Watch out for Corniche in the juvenile." Okay. Um, and you know, if this horse does really well, and who knows, maybe we'll see this horse in the Kentucky Derby. So, so is the juvenile two-year-olds? Yes. Okay. So those are okay. the youngest bunch, and the Breeders' Cup races actually help put us in a really good position to know who's going to be the three-year-olds that are going to be You're the ones to watch. Now of course sometimes you know there are horses who get you know either they're too immature to run or they right. haven't they haven't won a race so they're not eligible to be in the Breeders' Cup sure. but they come into their own earlier in the year and sometimes they end up being the, the horse that you know that wins the Kentucky Derby oh, that right. maybe wasn't one of these. That's right. But quite often this is a good this is a good guide. And when Nick tells me he really likes a horse, I think, hmm, we just got the one-minute sign. So that means we're at the end of the show. It flew by, as usual. I'm sorry we didn't get uh, Ken McNabb for you, but um, I think we had covered a lot. And, of course, whether you are in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around till the same time next week.
2: Thank you.